0: It's time now for the complete story of public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. We
1: have a very exciting broadcast for you today. We have in the studio in Kansas City joining us, not only Mr. Dick Bot, but Mr. Rich Bot, the pair, I can't believe it, sirs. I think this is the first time. You've ever been on the Branson show together. Well,
2: I tell you what, Mona, it's a pleasure to be on the Branson show because uh, my memories of Branson and that whole part of Missouri are really exciting. I could I have so many stories. But Rich, what would you
0: add? Mana, we're honored to be here with you, and Branson is one of our most favorite places in the whole world. The
2: thing I remember about Branson is that years ago, this many years ago, everybody started talking about, why don't we go to Branson? I'm talking about in our family, uh, Shirley and the kids. Yes. <laughs> why don't we go to Branson? Well, what are you doing, Branson? And finally, we made the decision to go. And I'll tell you, in Branson, two things caught my attention. It is fun. Yes. It is enjoyable, but it's so wholesome. It's family fun. The old folks can come, the family can come, grandma and grandpa can come, Mm. and the little kids. Branson was, and I'm including the shows, you know, where you buy a ticket and you sit and watch a great show. It was just for the family to enjoy things together. Anyway, that's that's yeah. my impression. So I fell in love with Branson, the first time I visited there, and it's just grown in my heart and everything. Because I'm a fun guy. Yes, you and are. I'm a pretty serious <laughs> guy too, but when I'm uh, having a good time, I
0: want it to be everybody having fun. It's a great place for clean, family-friendly fun. Yeah
1: absolutely and it's not changed we're still the same we're still the same well one of the reasons that i wanted to have you two gentlemen on the show with us today is because you just celebrated an incredible anniversary and uh we wanted to talk about that a little bit november the 18th was 58 years of christian broadcasting that's a long time mr Bott.
2: yeah 58 years of christian broadcasting of course i started in radio in 1952 on the West Coast. Wow. But when the Lord called us um, and put the burden in my heart Mm. to serve the Lord by serving His people, that's Mm -hmm. the way that I really felt it and I really want to accurately say it. If you want to serve the Lord and you want to be in broadcasting, uh, well, then serve the Lord by serving His people. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was the uh, idea that was in our mind in 19... 62 uh, 58 years ago this month that was kind of the beginning of it
1: so you were in San Francisco really having a pretty good time and being very successful out there
2: well as you can imagine San Francisco started in 1952 10 years Uh earlier than that Uh and as I kind of think all the things that were happening things were moving fast San Francisco by the way was not the same city it is today here I was and as a kid, I think I was 18 years old. Moved to San Francisco. Shirley and I had just gotten married, <laughs> and so that'll tell you something. Yes. And um, and we went to San Francisco, and we were with her parents. And I had never been out of Minnesota, <laughs> and Minnesota is flat. Yes. <laughs> I mean table flat. But that's all I knew, and that's what you get used to. Right. And everything else is strange. Mm -hmm. and then to arrive in San Francisco with the hills and the cable cars Mm -hmm. and the up and the down and the ocean and the Golden Gate Bridge and Chinatown and, (laughs) and all of the different parts of that city. Wow. But you see, at that time, it was just an exciting place. Yes. It wasn't what it is today. It was um. It was quite a transition for this kid. I'll tell you.
0: And well, that's, sure. That's, that's when you started working in radio.
2: That's when I started working in radio. I was always fascinated with radio. I can tell you, Monty. You know, people don't possibly even imagine such a thing. But when there was no television, there was zero FM. Mm-hmm. You just had the um, the family radio sitting in the living room. Mm-hmm. And that's what you listen to. And I can remember sitting on the floor in front of our big majestic radio in the living room and listening to some of those programs like the Lone Ranger and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all of those programs that were on the air then at that time around four o'clock. And I'm thinking, who are those people? Who are those people? I can hear them and you listen to them every day so they've taken on a personality. You kind of feel at one with them, mm-hmm. but where are they? I mean, I'm, I'm talking to you now like a child that's eight or nine years old or maybe, oh, really younger than that, probably five or six or seven, and I can remember picking away at the speaker cloth, the cloth <laughs> covering over the speaker in that radio and mm-hmm. trying to find if I could just pick away and make a little hole in there. Then I could see those little people in there uh, doing whatever they were doing. And then I got into trouble because when my dad realized that that hole in the speaker cloth <laughs> was what I had done, of course, that wasn't a happy day in our house. No. Oh, no, But I no. just felt I had to find it. Yes. It was – here is the, here's the thing I want to say. The theater of the mind is what we had in those days in order to get outside the box. Mm-hmm. By that, I mean outside the house, outside the neighborhood. Outside, wherever your life was centered around, to see what was happening elsewhere. That was the theater of the mind, and I think I had a very active one.
1: (laughs) Yes, there's no doubt about that. And that was the beginning of your love for radio.
2: That was the beginning of my love for radio. Mm -hmm. But you see, the other dimension in our family is my parents were good Christian parents. Mm -hmm. My mother taught child evangelism and she loved to work with children. And because of her working with child evangelism, then I was invited to come and sing at some of the child evangelism meetings on various churches Mm -hmm. around the Minneapolis-St. Paul Twin City areas, because I had always been singing. Listen to my voice now, you can't imagine there was ever a time that I, (laughs) I would, but I was a boy soloist, a boy soprano, really, I think. When I was maybe five or six years old, we go to my aunt's church up in St. Cloud, Minnesota. People would say, well, look here, a little Dickie's here. Would, mm-hmm. would you sing a song? And it was a small church. I think that's what's nice about a small church, Mana. Yes. Uh, people are more free and easy to just bless each other and come together. Anyway, so that's how that became. And, and then uh, singing in different churches and things like that is how that all started, but my love for radio. And then the activities, I myself, as well as our family, my dad taught, drove a Sunday school bus. My dad didn't have a talent for speaking or teaching even, but he could drive a Sunday school bus, and he sure did. So that's the way it. all of the elements that go into a child's life become part of that which God can use. Mm-hmm to help them become whatever he he ultimately has in mind. So if you wanted to go way back into the deep weeds of Dick Bott's life, why it was the early years, Mm -hmm. and little by little by little, I didn't have a clue, but God did, how it would all work out. But anyway, that's a long answer to a short question.
1: Well, I'm imagining you and Mrs. Bott in San Francisco at the prime of your life and just enjoying it. And it had to be beautiful there. Yeah. I know that you sold airtime and that you were really good at it. I can imagine you were excellent at selling radio time. Well, you at know, what well,
2: point did you want more than that? Well, you know, I've always enjoyed people. And, you know, sales, really, if you're going to be good at it, is relationships. You've got to get out of the box. You've got to visit. You've got to make your presentation. But if you don't have a product... Mm-hmm. that you can believe in. If you don't have a product that is real and uh, you can be honest about it, why that'll all be short-lived. So anyway, sales, I suppose, came pretty easy to me. I know in those earliest possible days, you take the yellow pages of a phone book <laughs> and you make a lot of calls. You there know? you go. And then, <laughs> And then one thing leads to the next, to the next, and then you're promoted. And then pretty soon you're calling on advertising agencies they're in the Bay Area, and things were moving along fine.
1: What were some of your biggest accounts? Do you remember oh, any of the well, names? Oh well, I remember
2: Coca Cola, Lyndorf really? Bread, uh, Pet Milk. And, you had um, some
1: big accounts. Oh yeah,
2: well, yeah. They were always see that was all West Coast. That was uh-huh. some of them were in Los Angeles. I'd fly down there on a on a DC three, and uh, you have you have agencies to call on.
1: And yeah, well, uh, I remember you telling me a story about. Mrs. Spott, you were very happy go lucky the two of you, I think, and uh, I remember you telling me the story that you one day you said um and you call her baby," which you still do, you said, "Baby, let's go to Los Angeles, and she uh hadn't even had time to pack. She had the baby uh, and the diapers, and off you went,
2: yeah, yeah, you know I remember that that's interesting that you remembered. Yeah, because I, I I told you that story years ago, I think. Yes, yes. But she was taking me to the airport, San Francisco airport, and uh, it was in the morning. It was either Rich or Sherry. I think it may have been Sherry. She's Rich's older sister, but anyway, Sherry was just a little one, and she she just had her diaper on and and her little baby clothes, and she was mm-hmm. in a blanket there, and <laughs> and Shirley uh, sure was taking me to the airport. And uh, so she just had her house dress on. In those days, that's what a you know, lady wore, you know. Right. And right. Uh, so I said on the way, I said, why don't you go with me? No. Oh. Why don't you go with me? And then on Friday when I'm all through making my calls and then in the evening as well, why, well, we can drive around and, and see Southern California. And yeah. she said, oh, no, I could never do that. I'm not dressed. I didn't bring any extra diapers. Version, the baby. Uh, we don't have any formula. I, I, that would be impossible. I said, "Of course you could. Of course you could. Come on." I said, "When we get down there, whatever you need, whatever you need? We'll get some baby formula. We can buy diapers, and we can. And you, and you look fine. Besides, you're not going to be out and around making calls. You'll be at the hotel, and and uh, so do it." and you know man those those impulse times yes when people spend too much time saying i would like to but i can't mm-hmm. if i would have only planned then i would but now i didn't plan so i mm-hmm. cannot mm-hmm. you miss some of the most cherished yes of your young life experiences mm-hmm. anyway now you push my button, and so you brought up that
1: one. you know what? I wanted people to hear that, because that's the dick bot that I know. That is dick bot. Let's go, Shirley. We can do it. We'll buy what we need. Let's go have some fun, because that's you. I mean, you have been doing that in in hundreds of different ways all of your life. And I just love those stories, and, and I remember so many of them, and we don't have time to go through all of them, but uh, one of the others that I remember was you talking about Jumpin' George. How, how much you loved Jumpin' George on the radio. He was a disc jockey there in San Francisco, and uh, I've read about him. He he was something else, and he you loved him because.
2: Well, why? I loved him because he was he was very 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 good at what he did. His uh-huh. real name was George Oxford, uh-huh. but on the radio, his radio name was Jumpin' George. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, that would tell you a lot about the music he played. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But he
2: was yeah. just a fun person, positive and fun, and the audience just loved him. Yes. But anyway, then I want to say there came a time when Shirley was having our second child, and she said, I think tonight's the night. So we drove to Mount Zion Hospital on Van Ness Avenue, mm. And then that's the night Mr. Richard Palmer the II was born.
0: <laughs> that's how I got here.
2: <laughs> there, there you are. <laughs> you know, what do you remember about that, Rich? <laughs> second 2nd I've baby.
1: only seen
0: the pictures. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's fast forward here a little bit because I know that eventually, I mean, a lot of things happened. But you decided to buy a station in Kansas City. And uh, had you ever been to Kansas City? No. Never even Uh, seen it, and you decided to move.
2: You see, you're missing a little point that you're taking me really deep into the story, because there came a time when Shirley and I then decided, well, we'd like to have our own radio station. Right, yeah. And we found a radio station in Salinas, California, which is the Salinas-Monterey Peninsula, about 110 miles, I think, south of San Francisco. And it was for sale. And I had maybe just Barely enough for the down payment. It had three mortgages. Hmm. But we bought it so we could have our own station. And then that was fine. But was it satisfying? Hmm. You see, having fun isn't the same thing as satisfaction. Was it satisfying? And I said, you know, if we were to serve the Lord by serving his people as our audience, wouldn't that be more satisfying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you can always make a dollar to buy a loaf of bread and um, provision for your family. There's always a way to get that done, but is it satisfying, Mm -hmm. ultimately? And so that's when I started to think, wouldn't that be wonderful? Because there would be a satisfaction in doing that. That we don't feel right now. Mm-hmm. So we decided if we would sell that radio station, well, this would be the next thing that would be a wonderful thing. But you have to have a, a market in that mm-hmm. time, of course, of what I thought at least was a million or more people, because you know you can't reach everybody. You know, a preacher that makes up his mind he's going to reach everybody probably will end up reaching no one. Mm hmm. So if we're going to serve the Lord's people, then we need a market of a million or more people so that if there's only 10% of the audience, a million, 10% of a million is 100,000 people. But 10% of 5,000 people is only what? You're you know, right. that's, that's not much. So um, uh-huh. And we found a radio station in Kansas City that had been a country music station, and it was for sale. So we sold the station in California and moved to Kansas City. It could have been Timbuktu. It could have been in Texas. It could have been anywhere. But this is where the one we found from a broker. You know, you have media brokers like you have real estate brokers. And this media broker told me the radio station was there. So I said, well, this Kansas City, pretty good-sized city, (laughs) Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, and all of the uh, suburban parts of that community. Oh, yes, it was over a million people. Well, I thought, well, that would be fine. Those were the criteria that we used to reach people with the gospel and yes. serve the Lord's people uh, by feeding them and discipling them and having pastors like John MacArthur and Jay Vernon McGee and mm-hmm, back-to-the-Bible mm-hmm. so that And you know, Mana, interesting in those days, this is 58 years ago now, mm-hmm, there was no yes. such thing as talk radio. No. Can you imagine nothing? <laughs> no. People would say, Well, you can't just have these Bible teachers on the air and I thought, Well why not? Yeah. Why not? You see that why not spirit is the same feeling I had when Shirley said I can't exactly go to the- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Exactly. Why not? Why can't you go with me today? Oh well,
2: absolutely.
1: Why can't we just go to
2: Kansas City where we've never well, but, but, but been? See, why can't we why can't we have a Christian talk station? You're right. Why can't right. we have Bible teachers and preachers? Why do we have to follow what somebody else says? This is the mm-hmm, only way you mm-hmm. can do something. So that was kind of the creation of our format.
1: Well, Mr. Bott, you know what? That right there. I mean, you made the connection in your own mind uh, between Mrs. Bott going with you and why can't we go to Kansas City? We've never been there, but it sounds nice. I mean, that really is the spirit and the personality that I believe God used to bring Bot Radio Network to fruition. I mean, 120 stations today. Didn't just happen overnight. And, you know that took fifty-eight years and well, a lot well, of work. Well, you know,
2: I have to say too, Mana, that little boy, that little baby boy that was born at Mount Zion Hospital mm-hmm. on Van Ness Avenue, Richard Palmer Bott, the mm-hmm. second. That's the man we call Rich today. Uh, yes, now, Mr. He's, Rich. <laughs> he's uh, He's getting a little. Uh, his hair is getting a little thin, by the way. I'm just looking at him <laughs> across the council here now. A little now. thin, oh, little gray. But, yeah. um, but Rich, I'm just making... Can I make an executive decision, Rich? Yes. I would like this broadcast to be used on the entire network this weekend.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: Um, why not? Why not? Uh, it might be interesting to the whole audience, yes. wherever they are, because it really is a... A program we are doing here is show God's goodness, God's leadership, mm-hmm. God's grace, mm-hmm. when you seek to serve him by serving people. Yes. That's the key. Uh, if you think about all the way through, you know, the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all of the higher, well, they, they didn't care about people. They just were, were pulling their robes around them to talk about God, mm-hmm. but they didn't love people. And Jesus always said, well, if you love me, love the people. Mm -hmm. Uh, That just seemed to come natural. But anyway, if we're going to do
0: that, Rich— Well, let me say this uh, to our listeners all across the nation. uh, Mana Stafford is one of the choice servants that God has brought uh, to Bot Radio Network because Christian radio is made up of people. And so in that region of the country, it's Mona Stafford. In other places, there are other people that the Lord has brought together to form a team that together we proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. We help people grow in the Lord and mm-hmm. apply their faith in their daily lives.
2: Now, that's the truth. Yes, you sorry. see, we started this program out with—because this program was going to be done for for the, uh, the radio stations outside of Branson and, and Springfield. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And— uh, and down into Arkansas and that sort of thing with Mana. So Mana, you you are now, I want to say a few words about you because when we met you, how mm-hmm. many years ago was that?
1: Uh, well, it's been 15, 16, about 17, 17 years. 17,
2: mm-hmm. 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. Why, we were, going to, we were going to have a radio station in Springfield and then I think later on one in Branson and we thought, well, who's going to manage it? And people started to tell us about Mana Stafford. Well, actually, the truth is, Mana, I think you called us also. But mm. what a blessing. What an absolute blessing. Oh, thank
0: you. Thank you very uh, much. That
2: you have been to Bot Radio Network mm. in that whole part of the country. So let me much. insert this and now. So Mana does a program there for Branson, and she was going to have Rich and me on. As her guest. And we are on. And and we are on. But we're going to open it up now this weekend to the whole audience. So, so Mana, because of you once again, why we're doing something innovative, what would you say,
0: Rich? Back to this story that in 1962, it was Country Music Station. You and Mom acquired it, took it over. And then there came a time when it went from being Country Music, K-A-N-S, to – KCCV, yeah, Wayman, Kansas City's Christian yeah, Voice. Hey. And how did you pick those well, call letters? It didn't
2: come, come a time in the way that, that maybe sounds because that was the purpose in the first place. But the call letters were because it was country music and so on and so forth. But we picked the date in November of 62. That was just about three or four weeks after the FCC told us the sale was final. It was our station. And at 12 o'clock noon... On November 12th, uh, 1962, then we use the new call letters, KCCV, for Kansas City's Christian voice. Mm-hmm. And Bill Freeman was the first announcer 58 years ago.
0: Man alive. And that's the moment we celebrate when BOT Radio Network actually began. That's exactly yeah, right. Mana. what would that you awesome. say to that's awesome. close the well, program?
2: Well,
1: you know what? My whole purpose of having you all on the Branson Show was I wanted people to see a different side of Rich and Dick Bot than you hear a lot uh, on the network. I mean, our subjects are very serious subjects usually, and yours are too, but this family... They love to have fun. The Bot family, they're just, that's what they're about, really, (laughs) On their personal time is fun. And I made notes on so many different stories, but I wanted to end it on this one. And, and Mr. Rich, you can fill in here because your dad, I mean, he is a very unusual man. He's an intellectual. Uh, He's a godly man. He's a faithful man. He's a family man. But what a lot of people don't know about him is there isn't anything he wouldn't do or come up with to make you laugh. He loves to have people laugh. And one of the stories that I love that you all have been so kind to share with me is you were allowed to have all kinds of pets when you were young, Mr. Rich. I mean, you had just about, I mean, dogs, you talk about, you know, cats, whatever. But there's one story that stands out to me, and that's the monkey. Only your dad would let four (laughs) children have a monkey. In the house,
2: I uh, believe oh, me. he was
0: the instigator. I know his name. The, the uh, monkey was Jethro. He was my a, wife wasn't
2: a, all that excited uh, about uh, that idea.
0: <laughs> he was a Capuchin. She's still,
1: even today, she's not excited. He was a
0: little Capuchin it. monkey, like an organ grinder's uh, monkey. And The name was uh, Jethro. The name was Jethro. And
2: we got him at a pet shop.
0: And Dad was so excited he saw that this pet shop had a monkey. He came home and said, kids, there's a monkey at the pet shop. Let's go down and get a monkey. How do, What do you think? Who wants a monkey? And everybody wanted a monkey except Mom didn't want a monkey. <laughs> See, <to laughs> but me, Mom got outvoted.
1: <laughs> yes. To me, that rounds out the story and the personality of Mr. Dick Bott because yep. I can't imagine. I don't know anybody else that would have brought a monkey home for four kids and and his wife didn't even want it.
0: <laughs> well I tell you oh, the, yeah. the end of the well, story his mom that. was probably right. Yeah
2: but no, yeah. no sure I'll tell you what she frequently is right. <laughs> Matter <laughs> of fact um, but she has been a wife that has always been a supporter. She's been my partner. She has, I'm not kidding, she has been there with me
0: side by mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. all the way through and she was in that case as well. Uh, the monkey yes. was fun for a season and brought a lot of memories. Yeah. There's a lot of
2: chapters in everybody's book. And, you know, the, the monkey was right for the season. And then there came a, a time when the season was over, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing goes on forever. No,
1: especially a monkey in the house. Yeah. In the house. Well, I can't thank the two of you enough. I mean, this has just been a joy and a pleasure. And our listeners, yeah. I hope, see another side, a great side
2: yeah. to Rich, uh, the bot man. I'm going to ask Rich to give the phone number if hey, people can come Yeah, me.
0: so since this is all across the network, our listener comment line is 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from you. 1-800-345-2621. Mona, thank you for letting us piggyback on your radio program. No.
1: Well, I'll let Mr. Bott sign off. He's All, right. The best.
2: All right. This is Dick Bott with our friend, Mona Stafford, and my son, Rich, who is my buddy, with this chapter of the complete story, and we'll see you later.